welcome to Flow State Business. Hey guys, I have had such a wonderful time of year this year, bringing you all the content and I'm actually going to take a little break from new episodes for a couple of weeks whilst I take off on my world tour, my world adventure, and just giving myself some time to really soak in travel vibes and end of year festivities. But I am going to use this time to reflect on some of the best episodes that we have seen on the podcast, the ones that you've absolutely loved. And I know that we have a lot of new faces, ears, listeners here on the podcast. So it's a really great time of year to reshare some of the hottest hits of 2022. Since the podcast began, in fact, actually, I might throw a couple of those ones in. So this episode is one of them. Enjoy. And I can't wait to be in your ears again very shortly with some fresh new content. And if you didn't already know, I also have a YouTube channel. So come and check me out over there as I start a vlogging journey too. It's going to all be happening in 2023. Let's get into this episode. And as always, I love you all so, so much. Plovdiv, Bulgaria, you guys. Plovdiv. You know what? Up till a couple of months ago, I probably did not have this city on my go-to list. And the universe works in beautiful ways. I was in Edinburgh. I was looking at this particular time of the year. We knew we had to get to Dubai by a certain time, but we were just wanting to, you know, kind of try out a new city. And I was sitting on the couch and I saw that one of my clients, Millie, had posted about how Bulgaria is one of the most underrated countries to visit and how beautiful it is and how affordable it is. And so I went down this entire rabbit hole and started to look at how safe it was, usually quite a high value up um, on our list, given that we're traveling with a three-year-old, followed by how friendly it is from a kid's perspective. I found Lisbon wasn't all that friendly kid-wise, so this was definitely something that we were looking for more of. Affordability is obviously really great because we can stay in a big, beautiful apartment and it's just so, so, so affordable. And what else was there? Internet connection, of course, super, super high speed internet over here. I mean, all in all, the cafe culture, the people, just how warm it is still. I mean, we're in November and it's still 25 degrees here and sunny each day. So there's absolutely no complaints whatsoever. But today I wanted to talk to you about a topic that has come up quite a bit, especially as I've started to really coach a lot more individuals. And a lot of what we focus on in our private coaching time is about creating your first offer. And one of the things that I know is mostly really confusing when you're starting out in your brand, your following might not be too big. You might just be wondering how you can start to monetize to create monthly recurring revenue. Or if you're a side hustler, how you can absolutely start to make things like three to $5,000 months. And you're asking yourself, okay, what does a good viable first offer look like? Do I go with one-to-one coaching? Do I go with a course? Do I go with a group coaching environment? Do I start a membership? What about asking to be a co-coach in somebody else's program? There are so many ways in which that you can start monetizing. And this is what 
what I love about the online business world. The opportunities are endless and there's not a one size fits all type of solution for each person. You have the opportunity to sit down and really consider what your strengths are, what your personal style is, what you love doing in terms of working with clients and what gets the best out of you as a coach, a mentor or an advisor. So stick around because I have a few points for you in terms of how to first identify what coaching offer to go with or what first offer to go with and then how you actually start getting that off the ground. So without any further ado, let's get started with today's episode. First off, let's get you thinking about your favorite style of delivery when it comes to teaching, mentoring and educating. I know when I was back in corporate, I really loved the one-to-one element. That was the thing for me where uh, whilst I managed a big team, I always loved spending my one-to-one time with my individuals and really getting to know their career goals, looking at their, um, you know, their performance, having a chat to them about what they wanted to feel excited about their job and what I could do to keep them challenged. That was the part that I loved most about leadership and most about managing my team. Funnily enough, I actually ignored all the signs to this and I went ahead and created a group program as sort of my very first launch and the way in which I wanted to monetize my business. Guess what happened? No one signed up for my group program. There are many reasons as to why that is. I did not follow a launch cycle. I did not know how to launch. I just created it and then just hope people would come to my group program and they didn't. So that sucked. That definitely happened to me when I first started my business. So for those of you that are wanting to avoid launch flop and you're not wanting to go through that, I have many podcast episodes that will definitely help you with this. So definitely go back through, especially look for the one with Mikey Sang um, and we talk about how to avoid launch flop. Now I would have instead, if the future self, or if my now version of me would go back to my past version of me, I'd say, babe, everyone wants to speak to you one-to-one. You love the one-to-one element. So let's go with that. One of the reasons why I want you to think about how you best deliver something is it's going to drive your decisions around what sort of products is going to be best for your business. Now, a lot of us listening in are service-based entrepreneurs and coaches. So if you know you love that one-to-one piece and it's not just about a high ticket, uh, a high ticket product, one-to-one is usually a high ticket product, but it's also about how much you deeply want to connect with an individual, how much you care about their outcome, how much you want to dive into their business as a business partner. I could go on and on about one-to-one coaches who have failed to miss this point. Oh, sorry. Does that make sense? Who have failed. I meant to say who have failed to, or who have missed this point, but it just failed to miss this point. (laughs) We're going with that. Okay. Let's pick one, Ruby. Pick one. I have known many one-to-one coaches who have failed to really dive into the connection piece with their clients. In fact, I've heard many recently, which really saddens me where I've had um, particular individuals say, you know, I really wanted to coach with you. And I went with another individual and it just felt like they did not care. They did not connect with my business. They did not follow me on social media. They did not speak to me in between calls. They really just did not care about who I was and what my purpose was. Now, I know when I'm shopping around for a coach, that's a really big value of mine. I don't need them to be attached to my business and nor do I need to hold their hand or do they need to hold mine. But there is so much wonderful things that comes along with one-to-one coaching. And for me as a coach, it's about seeing a brand blossom and grow and know that I was honored enough to be a part of 
that particular brand's journey, even if it was just for three months, six months, 12 months, like an absolute drop in the ocean compared to, you know, how long that brand goes on for. So one-to-one coaching, if that is you, and if you're someone who loves that real intimate connectedness, then let's start thinking about what that could look like for you. If you do love the group element and you love and enjoy having a community, a tribe, even if it's a smaller group environment where you have maybe five, five to 10, and or you have visions to grow your group coaching practice to 50, 80, 100 and beyond, this is really exciting because then you're able to really look at what is needed next to enroll those kinds of numbers. Now, one of the things that I have really taught my individual coaching clients is if you're wanting to go down a group launch, not just a course launch, but let's say it's a group launch and you want to bring on board and enroll more than 10 people, if that is in your goals list, what do we need? What do we need? Well, we need an audience and we need people who are willing to buy. So if you're someone who is right now thinking, yes, my very first offer is going to be a group offer, your first port of call and your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to start growing your audience. So go ahead, read some books, dive into podcasts, listen to what others are doing in order to really grow their audience, make an impact, but also understand that there is an organic cycle. You can't grow an audience overnight, but you can definitely start putting the wheels in motion. If you want to go a little bit quicker, put together an awesome evergreen opt-in that you can run paid ads to and create a funnel process in order to grow your email list. So if group coaching is calling to you, this is definitely the part that I'd like for you to focus on between now and launching your course. Now, outside of group coaching, where you're really having this element of, yes, a little bit of one-to-one time, a little bit of group time, some core content going in, Q&As that are running, the other part that you can start thinking about now is potentially whether memberships might work for you. It's a really popular way to create monthly ongoing revenue. I have a membership myself and it is open. The membership is open. So if you guys want to come and join, please do. I've actually structured it as a 12-month academy-style membership where each topic builds on each other so that you're actually able to learn in a way that's going to help you get to your consistent $5,000 months. Now, the membership itself, I have to be honest, is definitely a very, very challenging, slow burn, slow growth product in the business. And I know it's not just my business. It is a lot of other coaches who have started memberships have felt the same way. There is a lot of work that goes into memberships. If you were thinking you can start a membership and just show up once a month with some content, dang girl, you are so off. That is definitely not what a membership is all about. It is really made for coaches and mentors who love to grow a community. No one does this better than one of my best friends, Erin May Henry. And there are certain people in this world that are just really, really almost, I would say, programmed or it's part of their DNA and the way that they just show up in the world where it's so community focused and driven. It's this energy of, yes, I'm here for you and I'm here to help you build your business. But at the same time, I'm pulling together a like-minded community where we're able to really bounce off each other and you're almost curating the group. And, you know, a lot of memberships are driven from 
the membership owner, right? Like the essence of the membership and the culture of the membership is actually driven from the membership owner. So when you are shopping around for a membership, look out for that. But also when you're creating a membership, think about what makes you, you, what is it about your personality, your values, your charisma, and what sort of clients do you want to draw into your membership that would make it feel like an extension and a version of you? So with all of that being said, what is coming up right now? Are you being drawn to -to one-to-one coaching? Are you being drawn to a group coaching type of environment? Or are you more of a community, long-term type of mentor who wants to build ongoing networks and perhaps a membership is going to be better for you at this time? Take a moment, actually, maybe you want to pause the podcast, have a little journal about what your strengths are, how you best show up when you are teaching, mentoring, and educating, and then writing out what you'd like to focus on for your very, very first product as an entrepreneur. Or maybe it's one of your first products that you're actually going to commit to, go through, launch. You know what I'm talking about. So have a little pause here and let me also know, come on over to Instagram, tag me at underscore Ruby Lee underscore with what you feel is best for you. Just just be like listening to this podcast. I'm definitely a group gal listening to this podcast. I'm definitely more of a one-to-one. I love hearing back from you in, in that environment. I just think it's really cool to bring this podcast to life and have that conversation. Now, the very next thing I want you to all do is to think about how you're going to communicate this with your audience. So if this is your first ever go at launching something big and putting something out there as in like monetizing your services, start speaking to your audience about it every single day, every single day, every single day. It never gets to stop. And I talk about this all the time. Like I launched my business with 90 days of ongoing daily content on LinkedIn. That's where I started my whole business and my brand. And I can answer any of your LinkedIn questions. I freaking love the platform. It's where I still hang out constantly every single day. But the reason why this is the case is because if you're not communicating it and you're not documenting the process, no one's going to be ready. No one's going to know that that's actually what you're building. And then when you're finally ready to launch it, guys, I've got one-to-one coaching spots open. People are going to be like, what the fuck? Like, where did that come from? You know, it's like, were you even selling anything before this? We thought you were just Instagramming your travel photos or showing me photos of your kids. And all of a sudden you're saying you're open for one-to-one spots. All of a sudden you're telling me you've got on a membership? Wait, what is this membership even about? So we sometimes forget to get out of our heads, our creation mode, the mode of where you're planning strategy. And I know some of you have some pretty sick home office setups. You have whiteboards everywhere. I've seen photos. You have tagged me in your photos. I have seen them and I'm like totally jealous being on the road. I don't get to have my own sort of setup, but, and you guys should definitely look at my setup right now. I'm sitting on the ground and my laptop's on the bed. The podcast mic is on the bedside table. I have a sock on the podcast mic to help with the sound. I have a pillow behind the podcast mic, and I have these awful headphones of Michael's that I hate. Side note, you know those headphones, like there's the Apple headphones, and then there's the other ones that kind of go into your earlobe with the tubey bit around it. I hate those headphones, but they're the ones that he loves and I couldn't be bothered getting my own. So I'm like just reaching for the ones on his bedside and I'm like, oh, I can feel my ears just feeling like, get them out of my ears. 
<laughs> anyway, oh my God, I think I just went on a tangent on a tangent. Hang on, let me regain my thoughts. Yes, I've seen some of your amazing home setups, totally jealous, but we forget to come out of that, right? We, we're in our little like hobbit zone of creativity and white space thinking and pricing and we have meetings with ourselves <laughs> and we start like doing all the things and then we forget to tell our audience or worse, we're not placing value of on showing up on social media to actually document the journey and tell the peoples that there's something amazing coming along. But guess what happens? When you're ready to launch your first offer, no one is there to listen to you. And that, my friends, was the lesson I learned when I first launched my business. No one bought my career course. It was so sad. Tumbleweeds. I was bawling my eyes out thinking this career was not for me when really I just did not have the right priorities around the right way around. Okay. So hopefully this has helped you really think about your personal style, what sort of offers you can go in with from the very beginning, and then also start thinking about how you're going to share that with the world and growing your audience daily so that you actually have a platform and audience to launch to. 